So we get the CAT scan and we see this large circular object literally sitting at the rectum. My attending comes in and he's like, let me ask all the questions. My attending kind of like looks at me, gives me this like almost like smirk, right? So he goes and turns back to the patient and he's like, huh, was it a green apple or a red apple? <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Brian Boxer-Wackler's Health Show. Each week, Dr. Brian will pull the curtain back on viral TikTok health videos and label them as cap, false, or no cap, true. Even if you aren't on TikTok, now is the time to get on board, have fun, and join his podcast. Dr. Brian is a board-certified eye surgeon specializing in advanced LASIK, keratoconus, wider eyes, dry eyes, cataract surgery and reading vision improvement at the Boxer Walkler Vision Institute in Beverly Hills, California. Also, please remember, Dr. Brian is a doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information. Hey, welcome back. So glad that you're here. We had a lot of fun talking with Fayez, Dr. Fayez, Life of a Doctor, last week. Now we're going to continue the ER story discussion, Tales from the ER, regarding more things that he's seen and experienced in the ER. And that's why this episode is titled, An Apple a Day Doesn't Keep the Doctor Away. Listen, you'll find out why. And now it's just a little over two weeks before my book drops about social media pro tips called Influenced. And I'm very excited to have this come out to the world. It's been a two-year process of blood, sweat, and tears and so much hard work and in interviewing other influencers who were so kind and shared their insights, including Dr. Fayez, who you're about to talk with. And so do go to Amazon or anywhere you get books. Check it out. You can already pre-order it. It's going to be in your hands in no time. And a link also is in the show notes too. So let's join Dr. Fayez now. So I'm going to share a story from my ER days. I was now an intern in San Francisco, and there's a hospital actually that we rotated in Oakland called Highland General Hospital, another trauma center, you know, lots of bad stuff coming in. And I remember one of my first times rotating over there, the attending he brings me into the room, and this is somebody who is an IV drug user and has an abscess in their buttocks very far away from the eye. This was, <laughs> this was before I got into the eye, so to speak. I was still an intern. And so he's like, okay, and we inspect him. And, and by the way, this is causing this guy excruciating pain, like an eye, like a drug, you know, IV or not IV, but a, a needle induced, you know, abscess from drug use, IV drug use is, you know, really painful. It's red, it's inflamed, and also it's swollen. And so the, the attending says to me, he says, okay, so Brian, we're going to have to just like make a cut down incision and drain it. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, like Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if Forrest Gump had to drain an abscess in the ER. That's me. So we repair, we put the gloves on and I'm standing like right behind the guys bending over and he says, okay, so you're going to make an incision. Oh, I already know where this is going. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, oh, you know, you got to stand to the side. Like, don't stand right behind him. I'm like, well, why, Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> he says, you want to just get to the side, you will see. So I'm like, 
okay. So I explain to the patient, of course, what we're doing. He consents, blah, blah, blah. I'm off to the side and I take the blade and I make the skin incision and I go kind of deeper and deeper. And then suddenly it's like a volcano erupting of pus. It just literally shoots across the room, hits the door and like with such fierce intensity because that abscess was under so much pressure in the muscle oh my God. that when it was relieved, it just literally was like, you know, being in Yellowstone Park, watching that go off. It was just like shocking. And um, you've seen that, I'm sure, as well, because you knew where I was going with that story, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, some medical students have definitely been uh, innocent bystanders who were, you know, unfortunately hit <laughs> with a spray of, of pus here and there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, it'd just be, I guess, what do you call that? And when that happens, like, just friendly fire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Telling the, the, the parents of the medical student, I'm sorry to report that your child was a victim of friendly fire of pus in the ER today. <laughs> but it'll be okay. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Okay, so, like, what are some other stories that come to mind when you think back of all the cases you've seen in the ER? We can do something that's that's quite common, and yeah, I mean, you've seen these videos on TikTok where they where they go viral, and that's essentially you know foreign objects in the rectum. Oh yes, oh yes. So I saw them infrequently down in Miami, but one of my attendings who was um, he trained at Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, and he told me he uh, he would find the craziest uh, things that people you know will put up there. He said the craziest thing he ever found was a dumbbell. Uh, well, it depends how many pounds. You want to impress me? How many pounds would that dumbbell be? <laughs> it was it was lightweight. It was lightweight. Like a 10-pounder. I'm getting kind of impressed here. He said it was the um, the 2.5 dumbbells. You know, like the little tiny pink yes. ones that you, you know, you see kind of like in, like next to like a yoga, like medicine ball and like on that little rack. And they have like a rubber fabric around it, which is like meant for gripping. Like they do. Not meant to be smooth and slippery no no but i guess i guess the good thing about those is um there aren't any sharp ends to them so there's theoretically i'm guessing that there's a a uh, decreased risk of like bowel perforation oh that's true that's so that's a good thing so if you're going to do that which you shouldn't for anyone listening perhaps consider one of those pink dumbbells <laughs> but please don't <laughs> But please don't. Yeah. The craziest one that I had was, it was actually an apple. Well, so, Granny Smith or a red one? I mean, you probably couldn't tell. Actually, at that point, you probably couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's just brown at that point. It's <laughs> So, you know, the whole notion, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. This, this was certainly not the case. This one... <laughs> <laughs> this one definitely brought on all the doctors. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. We have to start qualifying all of these like healthy, healthy related expressions. Now, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I had this 30 something year old guy come in to the ER. And it's interesting because they never flat out tell you what the issue. I'm sure some, I'm sure some do. I'm sure some flat out comes to me. Hey doc. I put, I put a dumbbell up my butt, you know, but this wasn't the case. This one required a little bit of an invite. By the way, was that because they just didn't read the instructions? You're supposed to use them with, work out with your hands. Technically, like it's still lifting. You're to use. <laughs> I think these instructions now have to maybe come with like the warning of like a, 
you know, a little like stick figure animation graphic and be like a big X over the dumbbell going up the backside <laughs> yeah. and then a big like green check mark holding the dumbbell with your hands. No, our generation, uh, we, we definitely, need, I mean, after the whole Tide Pods thing happened, you know, I feel like we, we do have to label everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never saw any Tide Pod challenge victims come to the ER, so I guess maybe it wasn't that popular, which is a good thing. But anyways, I digress. Okay, so we had this 30-year-old come in, 30-something-year-old, let's just call him 30 years old, come into the ER, and his chief complaint was, what do you think? 30-year-old, male or female? Male. Male. I would say maybe abdominal pain, vomiting? Nope. No abdominal pain, no vomiting. Okay, so knowing what the diagnosis is, right, which is foreign body in the rectum. So what, what did he come in for as his chief complaint when he's not going to tell you what he did? Oh, constipation. Bingo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because like you feel, I, I guess, uh, you just feel like you have to take this dump but you can't do it like constantly because you feel that fullness, I guess, down there. Like, yeah, as if you, you know, got to go and you just can't go. You just can't for, for whatever reason, un quite an unknown reason. Can't imagine why. why. <laughs> can't imagine why. So, yeah, he comes in. He's like, hey, doc, you know, I haven't had a bowel movement in about four or five days. And I feel like now, you know, I'm like straining and nothing is coming out and I need to know what's going on. So, you know, 30 year old constipation, you know, that's not very typical, right? You, these are usually reserved for like, you know, kind of like the older patients who are on like a lot of different medications. So they come in for, you know, constipation and things like that. So it's very odd that a 30 year old would have constipation. You know, no opiate use because opiates can cause constipation and things like that. So we're kind of like no idea, like, What's going on? No, no bowel, you know, surgeries in the past. And for those listening, if you, you know, if you have any stomach surgeries, it causes adhesions, which increases your, you know, suspicion for uh, like a small bowel obstruction where constipation, vomiting, abdominal pain, uh, like Brian said, typically would be the presenting symptoms. So we're kind of trying to work him up for this like bowel obstruction uh, presentation. So we get a CT of the abdomen and this is why in the ER we love CTs. So we get the CAT scan and we see this large circular object literally sitting at the rectum. So my attending comes in and he's like, like, he, you know, before we went into the room, he, he's giving me a prep. He's like, let me, let me do all the questions. Let me ask all the questions. He's like, I think, I think he was teasing him a little bit too, so you'll, you'll find out why. So he walks in and he's like, hey, on the CAT scan, we found this large circular object and we want to know like what's going on, you know? And he's like, yeah, you know, now that I think about it, you know, because, you know, it's very easy to forget that, you know, I was, uh, you know, picking apple trees, you know, just, <laughs> and I just fell. So it finally comes out that, you know, he put an apple up his butt. So my attending kind of like looks at me gives me this like almost like smirk right so he goes and turns back to the patient and he's like huh was it a green apple or a red apple <laughs> and in my head i'm like why why is this relevant you know i like your attending <laughs> and then you know the patient was like oh it was a red apple and he's like oh okay okay so this apple did you did you bite a piece of it or did you just put the whole thing up there untouched? And 
the patient now is becoming a little more like visibly frustrated and he's like why does that matter you know <laughs> and and it you know i don't know if he made this up but it sounded like it does make sense to me um just from him explaining it he's like well you know if you bit into the apple you're essentially kind of like what what is like the outer layer of the apple called like the the skin of it i think maybe a pectin pectin or or something so he he was saying he was saying oh i need to know if you know if you bit into the apple because you essentially destroyed that outer membrane which theoretically could make it easier to dissolve or you know break down or whatever mm. but if it's fully in, encapsulated in that membrane it might be difficult to break down and he's like no i didn't bite anything from the apple it was the whole apple so then he's like oh okay okay and he's like did you work your way up to an apple or like how how does how did this happen like did you start as you know start at a grape and then work your way up to an apple and i'm like oh my god this is going to be the most detailed note that an er doctor has ever written i didn't even know that there's like training wheels for like rectal objects you know like you you leave the training wheels from grapes and then you move to yeah grapefruits and dumbbells yeah so you know because it was so large we were like we're not even going to mess with this because there are ways that you could actually like remove like foreign objects but the issue with removing these foreign objects is you don't want to perforate anything right because then it becomes a big issue and so then we kind of coordinated with GI as well as general surgery and based on the object of it, uh, like the size of it, you know, he wasn't like a candidate for like, like a colonoscopy guided, like kind of like removal. And he went to surgery and he ended up having to have a large portion of his bowel resected. Wow. To get the apple out. Yeah, it was, it was insane. So they just can't make an incision, remove it and then suture the incision in the bowel? I mean, I'm not a surgeon, but I don't know if there were like complications with it. I don't know like if what happened, but yeah, he ended up having the bowel like resected. Heavy duty. Yeah. So it's, that's, that was one of my uh, more memorable cases as well. Take home message there is the apple a day. So everybody's got all the information at this point about how to get that benefit of an apple and the fiber. That should be the uh, the title of this podcast. An apple away does, in fact, not keep the doctor away. <laughs> I may have to use that. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Oh, my gosh. Like, OMG, right? So, wow. That's all sobering. Quite sobering. So, I know you've been hearing me talking about the book that's coming out. It's real. It's not just a lot of hyperbole. So the book is coming out so soon that next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the book and sharing some of the pro tips in the book for social media. So reminder, if you want to get it in your hands really soon, you can order it on Amazon or anywhere you like to get books. The link is in the show notes called Influence. That's the name of the book. And we're going to talk about that book and share some of the insights next week. So I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler's Health Show. To review the show notes for this episode, which includes a summary, key takeaways, and any links mentioned, visit nocaphealthshow.com. Don't miss another episode and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Dr. Brian on TikTok at Brian Boxer Walkler, MD. And remember, Dr. Brian is a real doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information.